Almost Daily Devotional, episode number one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the Almost Daily Devotional. I would say it's all brand new, but it's a concept that's been around for many years, and I want to tell you a little bit about it in this special introductory episode, and then we'll cover our first topic of the day, or for the podcast anyway. All right, so welcome to this brand new podcast. And as I mentioned in the intro there, this is not a brand new concept. The Almost Daily Devotional has been around for more than 10 years now. In fact, folks who have previously listened to episodes of Generally Speaking About the Church, a podcast that I produce and have produced, oh goodness, for almost two years now, they will know that I had included a couple almost daily devotional thoughts in that podcast feed back when I was doing this as a hobby. Now, the premise is still the same. However, the purpose is quite a bit different. Now, let me give you the the original history of the Almost Daily Devotional. Well before there was ever podcasting, nobody had ever even thought of podcasting back then, and even before there was Blogger or WordPress or any other blog engine out there, the, the, the closest you could find were the static, ugly HTML pages that we were all hand coding. But even the the Almost Daily Devotional even predates that. Uh, Back to the earliest of email communication, I recall back when I started using a program, I think it was when Outlook Express 3.0 was available or 2.5 or something like that. It It was a long time ago. They had the ability to set up not just your email contact list, but they had, you could set up groups of emails. And I started this email distribution group called the Almost Daily Devotional Group. And what I would do is I would just just daily take my devotional time and I would just pick a verse, write, you know, transcribe the verse in an email, and then just share my thoughts. Just off the top of my head, I would just type out, just type out whatever came to my heart and my mind regarding that scripture reference. And that was the almost daily devotional. And the purpose back then was to for some accountability so that I could say, you know, hey, I'm I'm really interested in fulfilling this desire of mine to participate in the spiritual discipline of a daily time alone with God and in his word. Now, I will tell you my history in the past has been to kind of, you know, teeter on the on either edge of two extremes. One is the extreme of hardly ever spending any time alone with God or being so legalistic about it that I do it every single day without fail. And when I am so heavily involved in my daily devotional time, I kind of almost judge people who aren't as disciplined in this area. That's been my history. I've I've grown a lot since then, and I hope that this almost daily devotional will will kind of uh, transition into who I am now, who I am today, and will reflect more accurately my my current views on what it means to have a relationship with God and and what that looks like in a real day to day you know day in day out kind of real life, especially in our culture here in North America where everything is so busy. Now that I will tell you that the title of the show, Almost Daily Devotional. It, it is intentional. It was intentional back then. 
Uh, back then it was because I was kind of laxed and just, you know, just kind of just took it as it came. However, the the thing is, is that it, it, it's still an intentional title, this whole, whole almost daily. But for me, it's more along the lines of, I want people to understand that I don't feel that it's important that we read God's word every single day without fail because of X, Y, Z, that it's some kind of ritual or requirement. I don't believe that at all. I also don't believe that God is entirely interested with us coming to him and carving out a solitary time, maybe whether it be 10 minutes, 25 minutes, or even an hour every single day, just because we feel like we should or we have to. When I think about what God desires from from me, I think God desires this relationship. And it's the thing that I that had eluded me as I grew up uh, living as a person who was sent to church quite often. I grew up in the church, if you will, going to Nazarene churches, Baptist churches, Pentecostal churches, all, all kinds of different backgrounds uh, where I had gone to this, the vacation Bible study schools and and uh, had gone to various Sunday school classes all over, and and all these years I had thought that I was a Christian, and I always asked people, what does it mean to, to be a Christian? And it was all about the things, do you believe this, do you believe that, do you believe this, do you believe that? And I thought I was saved, because that's what they said, well, if you believe all those things, then you're saved. And I've shared my my testimony in an, in a in another podcast, at least one or two, I think it was uh, My Crazy Life, Finding Faith, Part 1 and Part 2, uh, back a long time ago. In fact, I'm going to pause and search and tell you what episodes those were. Alrighty, I am back, and that was episode number 83 and 84 of My Crazy Life, called Finding Faith, Part 1 and Finding Faith, Part 2. If you haven't l- listened to that, I encourage you to take a listen. It, it, it explains how I came to to trust in God as as being real and and establishing a, a what I call a relationship with God and 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 it basically is the basis for a lot of my faith today and and so yeah episode 83 and 84 of my crazy life we'll talk a little bit about that if you are interested in going back and checking those out so anyway the whole idea is that I believe that God wants us to spend time with him because we love him because we want to be with him. One of the things I recall back before I met Stephanie and was married, uh, well, it, even years and years before I even knew Stephanie, I was dating a girl who lived on the other side of town. And I recall her name was Susan, and I really did like her a whole lot. And I just remember as a young man, I was working. I had just gotten a car and I was working, you know, hard to be able to pay for the insurance and the gas and all the other things that go along with uh, being able to survive, if you will, as as if I really needed to survive. I was still living with mom and dad at the time, but I was dating this girl named Susan and she lived about 45 minutes to an hour away from where I lived, but that did not bother me. And, and although the, I was going to school and I was working, I had a job during the evenings and sometimes on the weekends, even though I had a job, even though I had school, even though I had homework, even though I had all these other obligations, I always found a way that after work, I would drive as far as 45 minutes to an hour away to the other side of town 
so that I could spend as little as sometimes as little as 15 to 25 minutes with Susan. And I did that because I really enjoyed spending that time with her. And, you know, if looking back, when I think about it, it's like, man, did I really spend all that time driving over there and driving back? I mean, couldn't there have been better things that I could have done, more higher urgent things, higher priority things that I could have done and all these other things? And the truth is, is there were there were even at age 17 or 16 or however old I was back then, there were still lots of other things that I could have done with that time. But I chose to drive all that distance just to spend a little bit of time with her on a very consistent basis. And in fact, I... I think it was probably as much as four or five times a week I would drive that distance just to spend a little bit of time with her. And when I think about my relationship with God, I think that's what he desires of me. I, I, I believe he desires me to, to seek after him with a passionate heart for a relationship with him. That by golly, if I, if, if I have to go and I have to cancel this meeting, cancel that meeting, if I have to do this or do that, whatever it takes just so that I can spend 10 or 15 minutes or 25 minutes or 30 minutes alone with God, then by golly, that's what I want to do. I want to make that a priority in my life. And so that's where this almost daily devotional comes in. The truth is, is that I, ever since I started podcasting full-time and started this brand new business, my relationship with God is is what it is. It, 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 I have a relationship with him. He is my father and I know he loves me. And there, And just like there have been times when my time alone with Stephanie has been few and far between as far as quality time spent together, a date night, what is that kind of feeling? You know, it's been that long since we've been on one. Even though there are times when Stephanie and I go sometimes weeks or even a month or more without spending some really excellent quality time, the truth is is that we're still husband and wife and we still love each other immensely and very deeply and the relationship is still there. But at times, you just lose some, some of the intimacy and, and that's why it's important for Stephanie and I to get away and say, hey, we are going to find somebody to take care of the kids. You and I are going to go away and we're going to spend some time alone together. And whenever we do that, we reconnect on such a deep level and, and it just feels right. It just feels good. And it's not, it, there have been times when I've, I've said, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to stop what I'm doing right now because I have to go spend time with Stephanie. I've had that happen in the past. And I will tell you that my mind isn't there. My heart isn't there. And Sometimes it's just, it probably would have been better if I didn't go and sit down next to her on the couch because it it just wasn't, my heart wasn't in it. And I think that this this all ties into to being alone and spending quality time with God. And the whole reason why I chose the name Almost Daily Devotional, it's because I don't want it to become a ritual or a routine that I feel obligated to. It's something that I want to do when I want to spend time alone with God, when I desire nothing more than to say, God, what is the next step for me in this business? What's this next, what is the next step for me as a husband, as a father, with the issues that I'm facing with raising daughters or raising a son? And what is it that, you know, the, getting, gaining wisdom from God is where I want to spend my time. 
And I want to, I'm going to go ahead and share with you today's devotional topic. Now, I want to tell you that future episodes of the Almost Daily Devotional are going to be primarily made for plus members of GSPN. And it's one of the additional things that I'm doing to try to bring additional value and content to those who are plus members, the people who pay the $10 a month to become a plus member and you know, are, are helping to support what I'm doing here so that I can do this full time. Now, until I get the plus member website and feeds all set up, everything's going to come here free in this podcast uh, here on this free feed. But I will let you know that once the plus site is up and once everything's functioning and everybody has their unique usernames and passwords, future episodes of the Almost Daily Devotional, uh, only one per week will be released on the free feed. However, I will, re- I will release one episode a week just so people know that this content's out there and it is available, and it's available on an almost daily devotion, on an almost daily basis. My plan is to put out about four to seven of these per week. Anywhere between four and seven is my desired goal, and I do want to let you know that the format of this podcast would be about 10 minutes or less. That is the desired format. Now, this first episode, obviously, I've taken some time to introduce to you what this podcast is, and I think that you probably understand it now. And so with all that, let's get all that out of the way, put it all behind us, and let's talk about today's devotional thought. Now, today we're looking at the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 29 through 39, and I'm going to be reading this from the New International Version. It says, as soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John, now they being the apostles and Jesus, uh, as soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Now, Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever. She was very ill, by the way, and they told Jesus about her. So when he he went to her, Jesus basically went to Simon's mother-in-law, took her hand and helped her to get up. And immediately her fever began to break and she started, or actually it broke and she was feeling well and she started to wait on them. Now that evening after sunset, the people brought Jesus to all, or brought to Jesus all the sick people and demon possessed that they could find within the town. In essence, in verse 33, it says the whole town gathered at the door. I mean, that's a lot of people, okay? So you can just imagine at, at Simon and Andrew's house, that just the whole town full of people who are sick and demon-possessed and having all kinds of illnesses lined up at the door waiting to see Jesus. And in verse 34, it says, And Jesus healed many who had various diseases. Um, oh, that was still part of that. Anyway, he drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because he, they knew who he was. So it was very important, and, and that's not going to be the topic of today's discussion, but it was very important that Jesus did not want people to exclaim throughout the town that he was the Messiah, that he was the Son of God early on in his ministry. And I think it's probably had a lot to do with the fact that you know, he did not want the the persecution that he knew would come later to happen too soon, that he still had plenty of things that he needed to prepare before that time would come. So he he was he made it he made it very possible to to kind of keep a, a low profile, if you will, as much as a low profile as you can with an entire uh, town gathering at the door. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Here's here's where it gets very interesting. In verse 35, it says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, 
left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. I'm going to stop just a minute and just and just just revel in this verse here. One of the things that you'll notice about Jesus is that uh, is that when we read about him, he's constantly being followed. There are, there are, there are a lot of pressures on him to do certain things, to go certain places, to heal certain people, and it's just nonstop because people are attracted to him. And you I would have to think that it would be very difficult for me to to turn away anyone from being healed or who wanted who who had a need that I could meet. So here here's the situation. Jesus had the ability to meet all people's needs. There was nobody that he came across that he could not heal them, uh deliver demons from them, make the blind see. I mean, he could do it all. And there was definitely no shortage of towns and people in those towns for him to heal and to, for him to meet their needs. So people often came to him. But one of the things that he always found important was to spend time alone with his heavenly father. And for Jesus, he was so busy during the day that he decided it's so important that the only time he can do this is while it's still dark outside and while everybody else is still asleep, he felt it was still important enough to get up, go out of that place, find a place where he could be alone, where it would take a long time to find him so that he could spend some time alone with his heavenly father. And that's what he did. He went away and he prayed. Now, for me, I think that it is important for me to understand that even though I'm very busy, even though I have a lot of needs that need to be met, whether that be the needs of my family, the needs of my wife, the needs of my business, the needs of my church, the needs of all these other needs, there are tons of them. And sometimes it's very difficult for me to decide what needs do I meet because the truth is, is there's always, there's, it almost always seems like there's more needs for me to meet than I can meet, than I can meet in any one day. The problem is, is that there are oftentimes many of those needs, which almost all of those needs I can meet. If I had the time and the energy to devote to them, I could probably meet a majority of those needs that come along my way. But the problem is I just don't have the time to do all of the, to meet all those needs. And some of those needs are, seem very urgent and very hard pressing. And it's like, I must do them now. Why, do, why put it off? Just do it and get it over with. Forget about your to-do list. This is right here in front of you. Why would you put it off? And here's what is speaking to me from this verse. So here's the deal. Jesus got up after a long day the day before. The entire town almost uh, was brought to there to the house there, and he heals all of these people. He gets up the next morning, and he spends some time alone with God, always waking to, to say, God, what is the next step? What is it that you want me to do today? What, or where, what is my purpose? What, you know, is this what you want me to do? And he comes away with some clarity because what happened was in verse 36, it says, Simon and his companions went to look for him. And I imagine it took a little time to find him. However, in verse 37, it says, and when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Now, who's everyone? You can imagine that there are probably more people lined up at the door. I'm sure that a lot of people who were healed, a lot of people that were there to see the healings, they had gone out through the town. And although verse 33 says the whole town gathered at the door, 
I'm certain that there were people that, yeah, didn't believe it. But then all of a sudden they saw the results and it's like, wow, Jesus is healing people. And so I imagine there had to be some people at that door the next morning waiting to be healed, being first in line. I can just imagine the first five people in line. Maybe one of them is an eight-year-old little girl that has this terminal illness that she'll die if she's not healed within the next month. That there was probably uh, a widow that had uh, had to take care of her children, and she's very ill. All I mean, just whoever it is, just imagine those first few people. The next morning, it's like, ah, I can't believe it. We're here. I got up at four o'clock this morning just to camp out at the door because when Jesus wakes up, uh, I'm going to be the first in line or the first five in line, you know, and I'm going to be healed today. And and just the amount of pressure that would be on Jesus to meet those needs because he can. Now, the thing is, is that while they were gathering at the door, again, I'm, I'm taking some liberty of, of some assumptions here, he sneaks out the back door to go spend some time alone with his heavenly father. And so when they found him, they exclaimed, hey, everybody's looking for you. where in the world, what are you doing here? We got people to heal. And Jesus looks at Simon and his companions and he says, listen, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Now, wow, I don't know what to say about the fact that he just up and left those people behind. But the only thing I can say is that if anything, there are two principles, two values that I think I can pull out of here. Number one, it's important to spend time alone with God. I I believe that. I don't think it needs to be a ritualistic, legalistic tendency, something you have to do to earn God's favor. I don't believe that. But I believe it's important. If you really want to if you really want to have that relationship with God, if you really want, I don't know any relationship I have with anybody that did not require that I spend time with them and good quality time. I'm thinking of my good friend, Chef Mark. He and I spent a lot of time talking to each other, and we are very close friends at this point. But our relationship has come through probably talking to each other no less than once a week, sometimes as much as four or five times within a week, and sometimes as long as two or three or four hours at a time. That's how you really build a friendship, build a relationship. That's how you get to know each other. And I think the same is true with God. I think how much time are you spending with him? Do you really feel a richness, a relationship, a connection with God? If not, could it be that you are not spending that time? I'm not saying that if you just go and spend that time, that immediately it's going to happen. It takes time. It took me time to understand it. But I believe it's possible when we make it a priority in our life to say, you know what, whatever happens, I'm going to try to set aside some time And I'm going to do this not because I feel like if I do it, I'm going to gain all kinds of great things in return. All of a sudden, God's going to answer all my prayers and all these ulterior motives. That's no different than me going to my wife and saying, you know what? I've neglected you for the last three weeks, but you know what? I'm starting to feel like uh, we haven't been intimate in bed for a long time. And so I'm going to spend a lot of time with you over this next four or five hours. So hopefully tonight I'll be able to get lucky. Now, I hope that you don't find that offensive. But I say that because that's sometimes the way that we approach God. We say, you know, hey, God, I'm sorry I haven't been around, but all of a sudden I have needs here and I have a list of requests and I would love for you to start 
answering them for me. It's not about that. Relationships are not about what I can get, get, get. It's it's about it. Well, it's about a relationship. It's about it's about communication. It's about spending time. And one of the other things I'll just share, and then and then we'll wrap up for this first episode of the Almost Daily Devotional. One of the things that I've learned is that God does speak to me. And he, I've never heard God speak audibly, like, you know, hello, Cliff, from on high, this is God, and I want to tell you, no, he's never done that for me. However, I, I do hear God speak to my heart. The Holy Spirit speaks to my heart through multiple different things. Uh, sometimes it's through a friend. Sometimes it's through a circumstance. Sometimes it's through a painful experience. But oftentimes, the, the basis for what God speaks to my heart comes through the principles and values that I gain from reading and studying the Word of God, st- studying the life of Jesus. Uh, you know, finding that it's a priority. There are two, the, the two priorities here, or the two, the two principles at work here. Number one, spending time alone with God is important to seek to be able to discern clear direction and where God where your purpose is. You want to know what God's purpose for your life is? Well, it'd probably be important for you to discern, determine that by spending time alone with him. I mean, where else are you going to find it? Uh, it's like he says, "Listen, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also. This is why I have come. This is why my father sent me." understanding he understood that, that this where he understood why he was on earth and what his mission was because he spent time with his father understanding that getting to know that and so that's and of course and then the other thing is that you know what there are always going to be pressing needs at the door there are always going to be a there's always going to be a to-do list that's not finished i mean you can make a shorter to-do list one that you can accomplish but the truth is if you accomplish and at the end of the day you mark off everything on your to-do list, the truth is, in all honesty, you didn't put everything on the list. You didn't. Every day there's going to be things that you can do, that you could have done, that you feel that were urgent. There's going to be things that just call for your attention day and night. But the truth is, what is important what is it that I'm called to do? What am I supposed to do? And Jesus understood that through his time alone with God. And so two things. Today's devotional thoughts. Number one, build a relationship with God through spending some time with him. Don't be legalistic about it. You know, take the approach that I do. It's almost daily. You know, I'm going to try my best to make this as as a, much a part of my life as as eating lunch. You know, I, I don't miss a, miss a lunch very often. So, but the thing is, is that, you know, if I miss a lunch, I, and I have, it, it doesn't mean that I die. But I, I tell you what, I usually makes me hungry for more. And that's that's what I want to be with God. If I miss a day, I want to be like, wow, I really missed that day with God. And so that that's why I wanted to start this almost daily devotional. And number two, the truth is, is that there's a whole email list of people that I have to respond to. There's a phone call of a client that I need to call back. But I made today's almost daily devotional a priority. I did that because I felt that this is where I'm supposed to be. This is why I have come. 
And so, you know, I, 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 if I hope and pray that this helps you, that it finds you well today. And, uh, I, I pray that it'd be inspiring and, and I'm going to wrap up. I know it's a 30 minute or first episode again, 10 minutes for the future. I'm going to try, but for this first episode, I just want to beg of you two things. Number one, if you are not currently having a daily time alone with God and or an almost daily time alone with God, I pray that this would be an encouragement and an inspiration for you to start doing so. And number two, for those of you out there who do have a time alone with God, I pray that this will just only be a compliment to what you do on your time alone with God. And I pray that it will never become a replacement of your own personal time with God. So those are my two uh, prayers for each of you out there. Uh, that, that, you know, if you haven't started already a relationship with God where you're spending time with him, begin to investigate what that might be like. And it's weird at first. I promise you, it is weird. If you've never done it before, it's weird to try to get used to it. But you can and you will. And number two, find a way to make this stuff a priority. Don't let other things get in the way. And so with that, thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be back very soon, uh, almost daily even, with more episodes of the Almost Daily Devotional. (laughs) 